0: This is the SDGs and Me podcast where we invite you to be a change maker in your community. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the SDGs and Me podcast, a podcast by Vijana Tipu Initiative in partnership and with the great support of the International Federation of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, particularly Solverino Academy. Throughout last year, we've been working with IFRC and different other organizations to just push the agenda of the sustainable development goals to educate you, the listener, about the challenges that are happening, uh, challenges that people, are, that people are facing in Africa in different parts of the world. And we are listening to different change makers from different parts of the world who are doing something and want to add their voice to the change we want to see by 2030. Today's conversation is a conversation just like the other conversations we've had with different change makers, different leaders from different parts of the world sharing their inputs and sharing their advice to you, a change maker, so that you can be able to know how to start, how to move around, and you can know the situation on the ground before you um, embark on your journey of change making. I'm joined by um, Hans Loom. He has been a guest here when we were Vijana Tubo the podcast, now we are SDGs and me, and he came and shared very great insights on healthcare and he's still coming on board to share um, insights on healthcare and to help us as young advocates, SDG3 advocates, specifically to know what to do to understand the healthcare situation in Africa so that maybe we can have that alarm raised and we can know that it is time to act. So Hans, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, because I know you've been here again, and we're truly excited. I'm excited to listen to your insights, to listen to um what you have to say about healthcare in Africa. So I'm gonna give you a few minutes to introduce yourself, and then we can quickly dive into the conversation.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Grace. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you guys again. I truly enjoy your podcast, and I call it often. So. It's definitely an honor uh, to be with you guys today, and uh, once again, thank you for having me. So my name is Hans, the CEO for African Universal Care for Africa Foundation, which is a healthcare organization that provides healthcare to the underserved and underprivileged in Africa. Uh, We are currently located in Uganda, Tanzania, Kenya, and uh, Gambia, Sierra Leone, and we do some work in also Nigeria. Uh, So we are currently uh, been in existence for about four years, and we are also looking to grow and develop into other nations within the continent. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and also Facebook, and our website is also on those pages, so you can follow it and see the work that we are doing throughout Africa. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Hans. You guys are doing amazing work. I keep following up with what you're doing, the the blood donation drives, the educating of people about their health and whatever they need to do here and there. And I think that's really remarkable. So I want us to just dive into the first question, which is from your understanding, from your experience, what is the healthcare situation in Africa? Um, having in mind that we have just gone through a very difficult time as a continent facing the adverse effect of effect of COVID-19 and that gravely kind of shaked up the healthcare system, something that wasn't anticipated. What is the situation right now? And, and according to your experience or according to what you've seen um, with the, the people that you're working with?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Grace. And uh, thank you for asking that. So, with the unexpected happenings of COVID nineteen, I definitely think, from my personal experience, that it helped to improve the Africa system, uh, the Africa healthcare system, uh, in terms of of in terms of improving things that we know that we were weak in, and also things that we could improve in. So, overall, I think COVID nineteen was good that it happened, um, if I'm allowed to say that. In terms of what I've experienced in the African healthcare system, I believe that we need a lot of uh, resources. I believe that's our biggest challenge. Uh, We have very knowledgeable young doctors uh, within the continent. We have very good doctors, however though they lack the resources that they need uh, in order to be successful. So I believe if there's a way that we can come up with the right resources and training Definitely, I feel to equip our doctors and medical staff, I believe, uh, they could be equipped to be successful. And also, to. it's important uh, that we look at uh, the funding and budgeting because I, I really have come to realize that they don't have the money or the budget to do what they need to do. So they may have the knowledge and understanding, but they don't have either... I'll give an example. If they want to do a certain surgical procedure, they may not have an equipment to do that procedure. It's not that the doctors are not knowledgeable or cannot do it. They just don't have the necessary resources that need to, to be able to do the project. So in summary, I really believe that uh, once you know we, we're able to have the right resources, um, it could be equipments, and whatever that is, I believe that the, the African healthcare system will be able to go to another level. There have been improvements, but I think there's much needed improvements to come along the, along the way.
0: Fantastic. Your, your um, conversation right now is reminding me of um, a, a, an episode we had with um, a healthcare advocate from Tanzania. And he expressed the same sentiments as you. Um, because what we were saying is that the challenge is the resources. They, uh, in Tanzania, the situation they were facing at that time is that uh there are many sick people, but there are very few doctors, and the reason why there are very few doctors or healthcare workers is because, um, the funding from the government is very little. They are paid very little, so it becomes very challenging for them to cross over to that type of career path. So, I do agree with you. Know, the resources and and the funding and budgeting is something that need, really needs to be looked into. Now, Absolutely. going into you as an advocate for SDG3, you lead this incredible, incredible organization, working through campaigns all over this the, all these countries, and it's amazing what you're doing, Hans. What are the challenges? Thank if, you. Um, what, what, what are some of the challenges you've been facing as an advocate for SDG3, which really covers healthcare, you as, as a healthcare advocate?
1: Another great question, Grace. So, again, I'll bring up the <laughs> the budgeting issue. Um, that's one of the biggest challenges uh, because part of the SD3 goals um, that we try to handle as an organization is to provide, you know, clean water and sanitation, uh, zero hunger, and no poverty. So, to address all these concerns, you need uh, definitely a good amount of budget to definitely either to empower the people within the com- the communities to be able to further the work so uh, budget is a big issue for us um in terms of clean water and sanitation uh, we've talked to organizations in the united states and different places around the globe to help us develop a concept where we can be able to provide clean water for certain neighborhoods uh, but again as usual, as I've echoed, you know, several times during our conversation, uh, budgeting it becomes one of the hugest issue, and also to another issue, uh, it's the delivery of care. You know, how can this be built into in part of the SDG goals, and also how could it be sustainable? So, how can we bring it to those different countries, those different communities, and how can we set? a process in which this this can be delivered and be successful and also to be sustainable in these communities. So those those are different challenges and also access, access to is another challenge that um, if I may add, that you know I've come across. Uh, because we work with very much these communities where if they want to go see a doctor or want to go to a clinic, that's good. And they almost have to drive 30 or 45 minutes away. So my concern with is now what happens when this is urgent by the time you run to the hospital, you know, whatever that issue is, you most likely the probability is you'll die or the the condition may worsen. So uh, access, delivery, and also budgeting, those are some of the concerns that uh, we have gone through. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the recent news, but uh, something that has been occurring in my home country, the Gambia is maternity death. It's been increasing, mm. and the numbers keep going up high and high and high. you know, and at some point, we have to ask ourselves the question, you know what is going wrong uh, is our our doctors are they being trained right is um is it a delivery the way it's been delivered they are they going through the right protocol steps, or so is it the access? You know, what happens when somebody runs out of blood? Do we have a system where they can be giving up that blood or, or it's an unfortunate incident once they run out of blood, that's it. You know, and they, they unfortunately die. So I think these are different challenges that, you know, definitely I have come across and within my work, within my organization, uh, we've seen these challenges.
0: Amazing. And, and it's nice to hear the example from your home country. And I, I do believe that um, different countries are currently, especially here in Africa, we are all facing the healthcare challenges. But how they are curated in different countries is, is, is slightly different. Like for us here in Kenya, I know a big challenge has been one the resources. We've, kept, we've been having a lot of doctor strikes. Uh, the threatening for the healthcare workers to strike. There has been a lot of challenges in terms of the hospitals and, and how they're, they're built and how they're managed. Recently in Uganda, we had um an Ebola outbreak, which was a really big scare for countries surrounding around East Africa. So indeed there are great challenges. And as you've mentioned, access, budgeting, resources, all these are very quite valid um, challenges. I want you to now take us back a little because I realized we didn't talk about universal care for Africa. Well, I want our people, our audience to actually understand, to get the grasp of what you guys are doing, what you guys have done in Kenya, um, in different parts of Africa, so that they can really understand the impact your people are creating in the um in the healthcare um system.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So we've had the opportunity to do a lot of uh, projects and uh, camps in, dif- in different places in Africa, uh, especially in Kenya, about, I would say about four or five months ago, we had a medical camp. Uh, this medical camp, we were able to see, I believe up to eight thousand patients uh, within a community, uh, different, they came in for different issues, maybe blood pressure, maybe diabetes, Maybe you know stomach issues, just different uh, ailments that they had. So they were able to come in. Uh, some of them will be were able to be given medications and treated. And then the ones that were not been that were not able to be treated, uh, they were able to be referred to a hospital for further treatment and help. So that's uh, one of the things we did recently in Kenya. Uh, things we do in general. We have uh, screening, screening exercises where we go to different communities, we screen different people, let them know their health status, what that is, because we've come to find out that knowing your status is a big part part of health and providing healthcare. So once you're able to know your healthcare status, for example, I'm pre-diabetic, I have high blood pressure. Once you know your status, you'll be able to address these concerns from escalating to further issues, health issues. So we do a lot of screens. Uh, we also do a lot of um, advocating for young girls in community in terms of uh, educating them, empowering them, so that they don't have to depend on certain things. I don't know if I'm allowed to further elaborate on that and that, but uh, in terms of menstrual cycle, we do a lot of education on that because we don't. We notice a lot of young girls in communities have to do certain things to be able to get pads or things they need to help them during their menstrual cycle. So something that we've also focused on on as an organization is come up with a plan where they can use a model where they can be able to make uh, menstrual cycle um, pads for themselves, but also in a way for them to be able to sell within communities to provide incomes for their families. So we do a lot of um, creating awareness, uh, empowering community, communities and provide a lot of uh, resources to help equip different peoples to maintain a healthy lifestyle within Africa. And something that we'll be doing in Sierra Leone, which um, I would like to see in different countries, is starting in the end of January. We are going to be going into different schools and providing a health monitoring exercise. We'll be going in, doing checking their weight, you know, what they eat. And uh, you know there are different daily routines within the school system. So once we're able to capture that information, we'll come back to the school and let them know how students within that school can be able to improve their lives, and uh, that could, in the long run, prevent a lot of our uh, young children from getting other diseases.
0: Amazing! Like you are not only educating and raising awareness, you're also helping, for example, the issue of the girls, which by the way, it's okay to um save the real situation at SDGs new podcast, we are as, as open as as we can be. Um, um, as I was saying, I think it's really great that you're not only just raising awareness, you're raising awareness and you also uh, making sure that these girls are able to be empowered enough to stand on, on themselves and not to depend on, say, for example, sexual practices or different exactly. things that, um you know, girls are are, are going through to get the menstrual uh, products. So great. Now, I want us to go to the final part of today's podcast, which is recommendations to young leaders and governments and institutions, and when you're speaking to young leaders, because here at SDGs and we podcast, what we try to do is that when we bring the guest, an expert guest like you're doing excellent work, what we try to do is to um, tap into your knowledge so that those that are aspiring to go into the path that you have um, already started can know, can cover, can have a heads heads up of what they, sh- they should expect and what they need to do. So when you're giving recommendations to young leaders, you can um kind of share what they expect or what they should do as young SDG advocates and, and to governments, what do you think are the proper recommendations for governments and, and institutions for strengthening the healthcare system in Africa?
1: Okay. Thank you so much, Grace. Uh, before I answer these questions, I would have to say, because I moved um, to the United States at the age of 11, mm-hmm. and uh, I would have to say I was very impressed that when... I'm still always very impressed when I talk to our young Africans in different countries, uh, different communities. I'm very, so, very, so much very impressed at the knowledge that they have, you know, how talented, how educated, how much of a force they are. And I'm always so very impressed. Anytime I talk to any young African leader within an organization, I always come back and share with people I either my workplace or family members here in the US that I'm very impressed and Africa has a great future ahead of them. So to answer the question, my recommendation for young leaders is to just you know continue to work, work hard, you know, stay focused, stay dedicated, and always see the big picture of, of things because at first it may not seem like it's all coming together, but once you stay the course, work hard, you know, stay focused. And discipline, I think it it always comes all together at the end. Also, too, another thing that I would like to recommend is to find mentorship. I found that very helpful in my career. I think whatever sector that you are in, even if it's in healthcare, if it's for advocacy, if it's for empowerment, if it's for gender equality, <clears throat> I think you have to find a uh, somebody in that position that has done the work try to get them to be your mentor so that they can, you know, you can learn from them, educate, get some of their knowledge, because knowledge is the best power that anybody can obtain. So definitely, and also try to network. Network is a big, a big, big one. Try to, you know, network, try to find meetings that you can attend to, <clears throat> online conferences, you know, whatever it is, just uh, meet people and get to know them so that you can be you will get involved with the process and everything like that so that's that's my recommendation to you know young leaders in africa as far as governments <clears throat> excuse me as far as governments and institutions working in the advancement for healthcare in africa recommendation would be uh, we need we need resources we need budget allocate for healthcare we, that that would be the thing that i would stress we need we need lots and lots and lots of money allocated to to a healthcare system in Africa, because there is, as I stated before, they are, the doctors are you know they are trained and knowledgeable knowledgeable enough, but they do need you know the money, the resources to be able to do their work, because it'll be the same thing anywhere in the world. You can be as smart as you can, you can be as, as knowledgeable as you can, but if you don't have the right resources. How can you be able to do your job? So, it will be great to see, you know, governments start allocating big budgets that will be designated for healthcare and improving the healthcare system in Africa. I think this would go a long way in advancing our healthcare system, and also to something that I've seen in the past that I would like as a continent for it to be addressed is rather than when we have six families, sick families rather to fly them all the way abroad if we can address these concerns in our own country, I think that will not only empower the people in our communities, but also empower our doctors, our physicians, our nurses to be able to do work within our communities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Hans. I agree with you. I think think if we can only strengthen our healthcare systems, we wouldn't have to be you know, the situations where we fly people to India, we fly people to different parts of the world for better healthcare. If we only had that here in Africa, I think things would have been really, really good. Thank you so much, Hans. That has been a really good conversation. We're going to the very last question. I know I said the last, uh, the previous question was the last one, but this is the very last one. Um, I want you to give us your typical um, one you, as a CEO. This is a very fun question, a typical day in the life. And what gets you up in the morning? What really just motivates you to get up and do what you do?
1: Uh, For me, what motivates me and gets me up in the morning in terms of doing CEO work for Universal Care Africa is the passion that I have for healthcare in Africa. And uh, I want to advocate for the people that also don't have access or lack of access for healthcare that's what drives me that's what I'm passionate for because i believe that healthcare is a human right and everybody should have the access to it so that's what drives me and what keeps me going uh, and i i promise not to personally rest until you know that i i know it may be a far fetched thing but until you know everybody can have you know equal access to healthcare, because as I stated, it's a human right, and everybody, everybody, I'll echo it again one more time everybody deserves a right, equal access to healthcare.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Everybody does deserve equal healthcare, and it is true, healthcare is a, a human right. Thank you so much, Hans. Such a fun conversation and very enlightening. I have what I've gotten from this conversation is uh, the need for governments to really prioritize funding and budgeting for healthcare um, in our different countries, in our different communities, um, the need to expand our resources as institutions, as governments, so that we can strengthen our healthcare system. Um, love the I I really love the last part of the conversation what gets you up in the morning and I love that you mentioned that healthcare is a human right I think that's something that needs to settle in people's minds that healthcare is indeed a human right how can people get to know about or were you saying something
1: oh no I was just echoing to say absolutely it's a human right absolutely
0: yes (laughs) um how can people get to universal care for Africa if you're in Kenya or wherever you are and you want to volunteer, how can people get in touch and how can people just participate in what you're trying to do?
1: Yes, you can go on our website and I can be able to share that with you yes, Um, here in a little bit. Let me just pull it up. Just give me a few seconds. Just a few seconds, please. We just updated it, so I just have to get the new information. Okay. Okay. So you can go to Mm universalcareforafrica.org and you can be able to, we have a form that, a section in our website that volunteers can fill out if you'd like to work with us or if you'd like to be a volunteer, if you'd like to dedicate, uh, would it be your time, your resources, or your knowledge, whatever it is, you can go on our website. I would love to hear from you and hear what you have to say.
0: All right. All right. Thank you so much, our audience. I hope you've had that. Let's volunteer. Let's volunteer and participate in the great work that Hans and his team are doing. This has been SDGs and ME podcast. Hans, we again thank you so much. I know I've repeated this so many times, but thank you so much for um, joining us today. Really, really always a great great pleasure um, having a conversation with you and learning from what you're doing in terms of healthcare system. And it's absolutely inspiring to keep hearing what you keep doing. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much uh, grace for having me it's an honor and pleasure to almost to always be amongst your midst and uh, looking forward to fire dialogue and conversation i hope the conversation doesn't stop here i'd like to hear from young healthcare leaders in africa
0: absolutely and uh,
1: let's continue the dialogue together and work together hand in hand to find a solution
0: absolutely thank you. Thank-